Welcome to Airtime, a podcast by Elevate Aviation, exploring all things aviation with a focus on the people inside the industry and their careers. Here is your host and podcast producer, Kendra Kincaid. Hello to everyone uh, and hello if anyone's watching us on Facebook. Um, my name is, uh, sorry, I'm just getting all this. Let me just get this going here. something wrong. Um, here we go. Okay. Good afternoon. Usually I say good morning because we're normally in the morning, but today we are in the afternoon here anyway. We're in the afternoon. What time is it for you guys there? It's 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Good morning. <laughs> so, good, wait, good morning. morning. Good afternoon. Um, uh, welcome to Airtime, a podcast brought to you by Elevate Aviation. I am your host, Kendra Kincaid. Uh, I'm an air traffic controller and the founder of Elevate Aviation. And I am pleased to be able to bring you all kinds of stories from, from inside the aviation industry. And today, indeed, we have a unique story. Uh, I was scrolling through LinkedIn and I, was, I saw a friend's page and on it was... Um, a picture of these women that we have on today and they are actually from Hawaii I'm so jealous I just want to be there right now <laughs> um so yeah so we're gonna go uh and talk to people from Hawaii today and find out what they're doing and um they're helping Santa so we're gonna find out what 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 they're doing exactly and why so thank you guys for joining me today thank you so much thank you for uh, having us thank you for having us <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So already you guys are so much fun. I can tell that right away. And then I'm thinking, why wouldn't they be? They're living in Hawaii. <laughs> okay. Let's start. I Let's just, let's just sort of start and introduce yourself. So Nobi, why don't we start with you? Like, have you, who are you? Have you always lived in Hawaii? Oh gosh, that's that's gonna be a long story. I don't think that's we okay. have enough. Fun. We have time. We have time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. My name is Novi Bunton. Um, I actually have been all all around the world. I lived in. I was born in California, and then I moved to Japan, and I lived there for thirty four years. And then um, after the Fukushima disaster. Um, I evacuated to Hawaii and kind of restarted my life. Um, I was a flight attendant at Delta Airlines um, for a very brief time. And uh, I decided maybe peanuts, pretzels and Coke wasn't my thing. Um, and I wanted to, you know, maybe be in the cockpit. So I kind of shifted gears um, and I started flying in 2015, started training then. Um, I'm a commercial multi-ended rated uh, pilot at the moment. I'm still working on a lot of, um, you know, certificates. Um, it's never ending. And it's, I kind of regret that I went into aviation because it's just so deep and it's never ending. <laughs> no, um, she didn't actually just say that. Plug your ears, plug your ears. <laughs> I know it's a long, hard journey in your it it to become a pilot. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, and then throughout training, it's like, well, training is all good and hunky dory, but how can I make it more meaningful? And um, after the pandemic um, in March, um, I started sewing masks. And then I was like, wait a minute, like, we need to help the community. We need to get these masks to the outer islands because they don't have fabric stores on some of the outer islands. Um, it's, you know, they're stuck maybe like in the 60s or 70s. Um, and because of the pandemic, a lot of the general stores have um, actually, you know, gone out of business. So it's getting worse and worse because of the pandemic. Um, so um, during my training flights, I'm working on my CFI right now. Um, I decided as I fly in the right seat, I'm going to put the masks in the back with another, with a whole bunch of other essential items and then transport them to the outer islands. So um, wow. that's what got it started in March. Um, and then these beautiful girls um, coincidentally texted me, you know, emailed me, um, I want to say like in October. And they're like, is there something we can do to get involved? And then this whole thing snowballed. So um, I'll pass it over to Marina and Rainey, and then they can tell how they got involved in this crazy madness. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, Marina, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. So my name is Marina. I am currently a student 
um, at UH Manoa. I'm also flying at, um, at the airport at Georgia's Aviation School. Um, I'm a private pilot at this moment. I mean, I'm a, I'm a student pilot at this moment working on my private pilot certification. Um, I guess like just um, how we started this cakey Christmas charity. We, I do remember indeed texting Novi like, oh, like I wanna get involved, you know, like what, what is there to do? Like, what can we do? And, and, um, and coincidentally, Rainy and um, our other committee member, Stephanie, also, we all got together and um, we kind of just brainstormed. We were like, what, what can we do right now? And we came up with this cakey Christmas charity idea. And we, it literally all started from this one idea and it grew to this huge, um, this huge charity and and we got so much donations we got we like ex we exceeded our goal of um of raising four thousand dollars we actually got about six thousand dollars in total of donate of just only donations and we had we got so many toy donations so um shout out to everybody that lended a helping hand and <laughs> So are you, are you from Hawaii Were you, mm -hmm. your yeah, whole life? Born and raised here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, and you were saying earlier, you've never seen snow. Never you've seen never been snow, in snow before. No. Well, I've, I've seen it like when it was on the ground, but it was all like icy and like really dirty. I haven't like been in like while it was like snowing. You know, like, oh I think she like, really briefly drove through, like, um, I think it was um, somewhere in Arizona. I think, oh, somewhere in <laughs> Arizona. I don't remember. I think it might have been either, um, I think it was in Cali, actually. We, like, really briefly drove through. Um, <laughs> so, safe to say you've never gone skiing. Never gone skiing. <laughs> nope. Well, so do you want to at all, or is it no? I'm good. I love Hawaii. I'm good. I do. I really do wanna. I, I wanna like explore. I wanna go to. <gasps> we can do an exchange. You come to my house for two weeks. I'll go to your house <laughs> for two weeks in the winter in February. So you, or maybe even January, you get a you get a great experience in winter. <laughs> Oh my God, nice. Okay, the only thing is you have to take care of my dogs. <laughs> Done. I have a dog too, so you won't miss your dogs. You can look after my dog. Nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anytime you want to do that, you just let me know. And you can That's come here and go to the mountains, go skiing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would definitely be the winner in that exchange, I think. Um, okay, Rainy, hello. And tell us about yourself. I hear Rainy's Hi. not actually your real name too. No, it isn't. So my actual name is Yarena, but I go by Rainy because it's a little easier, you know, so to pronounce and I've just had the nickname for a while. So kind of similar to Nobi's story. Mine is a little crazy too. I'm originally from Ukraine, so it snows a lot. <laughs> so I miss snow in a way. Yeah. Um, but I came to the States when I was very young and it was actually in Nebraska where I was able to fly for a little bit. Um, yeah, it was an anonymous donor that actually helped me out. And my mom and I got to get to experience it for the first time. Like I went up in the air and I just couldn't believe it. I think I was in high school. And so since then I've been hooked on that. And, you know, I came to Hawaii kind of on my own just for school. And um, it wasn't until years later that I actually became a member of the 99s and the Women in Aviation. So it's been a long journey and I'm really glad that I'm able to kind of bring that dream back out and just try to work on it again. And so, okay, so again, that's the thing with the snow being from such a cold place and, you know, Christmas, I love Christmas. So that's probably one of the reasons too, where I really wanted to like be involved in this is, you know, the, the spirit of, of Christmas, the joy, you know, just to imagine little kiddos, you know, opening up, tearing up presents and they get something so awesome, you know? That they didn't even expect um, so yeah I think it's so why if you can talk about it why did a donor help you and they helped you go for a flight is that what happened um so I you know it was financial reasons but like they knew that I wasn't able to afford it you know as much and so I'm not too sure 
I know I flew with um, my teacher from high school. He was my physics teacher and also a flight instructor. And he was handing out brochures to like students at, you know, during class periods or whatnot. And so I was like, oh man, I, I'd never thought I would able to do that. <laughs> so, and finally I was able to do like the discovery flight. And then after that, I'm not sure if it was him or there's another, another gentleman I have in mind that I think maybe he was like the one who did this so till this day, I don't know. And I'm very thankful. So if this ever gets back to the person that did this, I, it, it's what kind of started that dream, the, the, yeah. The joy for aviation. So you you didn't grow up wanting to get into aviation, wanting to fly. It was it was really that teacher that made the difference yeah. for you. Because I mean, I I feel like if I was to still be, you know, where I don't know where life would have taken me, but I don't I'm not sure if I would have ever gotten into aviation, you know, of the possibilities that were ahead. So I think it was more so, you know, here in. Yeah, in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to no beast. <laughs> <laughs> it is a long journey though, for sure. But you know, I think it's you know the passion yeah. that you have for it that yeah your power charge. <laughs> That's the thing. So, what do you guys think like right now? So, tell me about COVID in Hawaii, like in Edmonton, Alberta, where I am right now. We're shut down again. It's it's the worst that it's ever been, and everything's basically shut down. We're not supposed to be with anyone at Christmas. Just just your own household. Is that what it's like down there right now, or, or what's it like? Mm, well, at this moment, we're actually at tier two. We've been having um, double digits um, of like cases. Um, as of right now, I believe we. Um, like all the restaurants and stuff are open at this moment. Um, we can have group gatherings of five people. Um, and um, yeah, it's pretty much, it's, it's kind of open. I don't think it's um, as bad as um, um, where you are now. Um, we can still have group gatherings like in, in all. Yeah, but Hawaii has always been very conservative from the get-go. Um, you know, we, we cut off all tourism, you know, I think it was probably like in April and May, um, and the restaurants, you know, was takeout only for a long time. And now we do have, the restaurants have reopened per se, um, but it's, you know, six feet. And then I want to say the capacity is at about 20 to 30%. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, I, I really appreciate, um, what the, the government has done for us protecting our health it's it's a struggle um you know i'd rather be making money um but more importantly I'd, I'd rather have you know my loved ones and my family members and my friends healthy and alive so um there's always that you know the balance there so yeah um, do you think like with vacation so as you know winter outside my door people dreaming yeah. about going to Hawaii and I know not a lot of people you know maybe there's not as many people traveling this year as they were before but there's there I think Hawaii is still open for us to go to do you guys mm -hmm. do you guys worry about that or or not worry about that about people tourists coming in over the winter months and and coming into Hawaii mm -hmm. it is open but there are a lot of restrictions like you know you have to have a covid test and it has to be within that 72 window and it must be negative and you upload your information and without that you know you're going to have to quarantine in a hotel um, for two weeks so there are a lot of you know guidelines that they have set so i think we're, we're pretty good rainy you have what is your what do you think well, actually, I think I was just going to comment just on that, too, is that there are guidelines that people have to follow just as we would to travel to places that had the same things. So the testing, um, the quarantine, if, if you don't opt for the testing option. So, yeah, I think that would, I mean, anyone that comes in would probably be great, you know, to have to the tourism to start back up. But it's just that they have to probably, you know. Yeah. go through everything that is being asked of of the people right and okay. even us too you know even if we travel anywhere and we do come back it's the same thing as well you know for us to either do the testing or do the quarantine or whatnot it's just to be safe to everyone that's you know on the islands or yeah um Nobi, what is that picture behind you 
Oh, this is a picture that I took in um, on one of my flights. Isn't it gorgeous? Oh, well, and so I want Perry has a question here and that leads into it perfectly. He says, mm. um, what is the best part about flying over Hawaii? What type of weather do you normally encounter? Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> winds. Oh, um, yeah, I guess. Normally, like on a normal day, they're going to be gusting at about 20. Um, they're kind of an issue when it gets to about 30. Um, 35 is when we kind of throw the towel in. <laughs> so wow. you get really good at, you know, crosswind landings. Um, <laughs> and I did a lot of training actually on the mainland. And it was really interesting because it was harder to fly without the winds. Like in a no wind situation, it's like, how do I land the darn plane? Like there's no <laughs> wind, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so um it's fascinating um and you're constantly looking at you know the radar um because you know rain comes in and out um we have skulls skull you know um it's it's crazy <laughs> you have to be on your toes um and then marina you guys just went to hilo yesterday and <laughs> delivered um gifts to the children in hilo tell us about that flight marina yeah, so we actually made, um, we actually landed and delivered the toys in Kona instead because, um, because Hilo was like the weather that was, there was so, there was a huge cloud over, it was raining and the air traffic control, we um, diverted to Kona and they were telling us like, oh, like good decision, you know, it's like, it's, you, you can hardly see, you know, it's, it's, raining is that, is that scary when you're flying in those conditions well we, are you like get me out of this airplane <laughs> get me on uh, the ground <laughs> well i mean if we um we had a decision we it was either to divert to kona or hila and we were kind of like looking at it from a distance and we we're like we we're kind of giving it the benefit of the doubt so we just kept flying kept flying and, and it wasn't getting any better so we we're like oh no can we can we divert the flight to kona so um so that was that but um who's we all, when you say we were oh, just one um, other person or was there a bunch yeah so it was um three of us uh, there was me um stephanie our other committee member and tanya she is um she's a member of the um 99s the aloha chapter 99s and um she was she was um actually our cfi for the flight Okay. Okay. So before we get into actually what you guys are doing, let, let me just read this off. So, um, so today I'm joined by my guest that you've just met um, to discuss how the Aloha Chapter 99. So you guys are the Aloha Chapter 99s. If I was to belong to a chapter of 99s, the Aloha Chapter is what I would want to belong to. Um, <laughs> are setting forth to bring Christmas spirit to the neighboring islands of Hawaii and their children this December. In response to the pandemic, a group of ambitious women, you guys, women aviators, um, sewed masks and transported them along with other essential items to the outer islands of Hawaii since March. Aviators will utilize their skills once again to move mountains and share Christmas cheer. So let's dive into that. So we know how it started. So Nobi, you decided, you know, let's get these masks to, to people who need them. Um, and that was in March. So what has happened since March? So you two then called and and this and the committees formed inside the chapter. Is that how it started? Yeah, so I got the calls or the text and the emails in October, I want to say. And instead of, you know, working with my I'm the chapter chair, by the way. Okay. Um, but instead no of, you know, working chair. with the Hello. individuals. <laughs> one-on-one -on -one, I do get an abundance of you know texts and emails um, and a lot of them um, unfortunately will you know text me or email me and say I'm interested and then you reach out and then you don't hear back um, but these amazing women were right there we want to do it how do we get our hands dirty let me get dirty let's get this done um and like you know marina was saying you know we had one meeting um it was um a brainstorming meeting um you know what can we do what purpose um and what do we want to focus on and what is meaningful with COVID in mind 
Um, usually our Aloha chapter does a fundraiser and we raise funds for scholarships, aviation scholarships that our members can, can utilize um, for their training. Um, but when we all came together, the four of us were like, you know, that doesn't feel right this year. With COVID, it shouldn't be about us. Let's, let's think about how we can help others. Um, we're all out of work, or at that point, we were all out of work. So it's like, yeah, we are suffering, but there are other people who are suffering even more. So we don't have money to donate, but we do have skill. We have time, we have knowledge, we have connections. So let's utilize what we have and do philanthropy within reason without going bankrupt, <laughs> um, without going into debt. Um, and we used those skills um, to, you know, push forward and make it a success. Wow. And so the key is to deliver mass. Is that the number one key still for this December? Or is there, is there like, it looks like you have some presence in some of the pictures. Um, so how, like, how did that happen to go from the mass to the pictures? Just, you know, you had this brainstorming and said, let's deliver gifts. And, and how do you choose? How do you how do you pick where you're going to deliver the gifts? Right. So um, that one, again, it was a committee, you know, decision. Um, we wanted to focus on the outer islands because there's a lack of resources. Um, they don't have general stores. A lot of the islands don't. So um, we thought it, we thought hard and, and long about where we were going to, which islands we would focus on. Um, in which communities and the community, um, our committee member, Stephanie, who's, who's not here today, um, she kind of took the ball and ran with it. She did a lot of research um, and Hilo, um, there's a homeless um, group, it's called the Project Hawaii and they work with the homeless children. Um, and she contacted them and there's about a thousand, thousand five hundred um, folks that uh, Project Hawaii assists, um, but they, said that you know the, the teens were the ones that always got kind of like forgotten the teens and tweens during the holidays so um you know toys were received for the younger kids but it was the older kids that that really needed our attention so um there's 200 teens um in hilo <clears throat> so uh the committee decided that um, we would try to raise funds so we could give um, gift cards to these children so they could buy essentials like socks and underwear t-shirts or you know whatever they need to so um, that was uh, for them and then for the children on Lanai um, it was a smaller group about 15 um, so we um, did a toy fundraiser or a toy toy collection for those children and then for the older kids um, we were able to gift them gift cards but wow yeah, so, um, and then it was really cute. Um, you know, we came up with it. It was kind of like a stocking stuffer. So there, we put candy in there with the gift card um, and then one essential item. So a mask went in or a hand sanitizer. Um, you know, we didn't have, you know, a hundred, you know, 200 masks or 200 sanitizers, um, but we, we had, you know, bug repellent. And so each kid got, you know, um, one um, essential item um, a gift card and treats. Um, so, Aww. yeah, yeah. What, what a difference. So we're, um, Perry's asking, uh, how can I donate from Edmonton? And if I am in Hawaii next December, can I volunteer? Um, yeah. And, and then like, how, and also how do you get your donations? Oh gosh. How did we get our donations girls? Venmo. <laughs> and the... we like me me and rainy actually went to um the mall here um at alamana center we went door to door at like every single tenant of the shopping center we would like introduce ourselves and kind of let them know like um more information about the kiki christmas charity and um you know, just soliciting donations, asking if they would like to volunteer, um, asking if they would like to participate. Um, we also just like emailed a bunch of people and, you know, also asking like our friend. We also sold Krispy Kreme donuts. That was, that was <laughs> a hit. Everybody loved, everybody bought so much donuts. Um, and yeah, we just, and 
I, I believe that it was like a kind of like a snowball effect as we started getting more recognition. Um, a lot of people were like kind of asking like, oh, how can we, how can we participate? Or, um, you know, they, more donations started flooding in and it was, it was, it was great. Yeah. I think so, my, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ahead, I was just going to say that I think my favorite part was going into all those malls with the girls like I know me and Marina went all three of us even went to like with Stephanie as well our other committee member and Nobi and it was like the best part you get all these butterflies in your stomach and you're ready to go hand out your papers or talk to you know all the businesses and you're like gosh I can I can deliver this you know <laughs> to every story you know we tried our best and I think it was like sometimes we're all shaky you know but I think it was like such a blast, you know, like you just go in there and you know your purpose, you know what you're trying to accomplish. And actually throughout this whole process, I was talking to a close friend of mine and he said, you know, you, you cannot like, in a way, like you just have to know that whoever can give and whoever wants to give, they will give. So, you know, that took a lot of pressure off too. But other than that, I think it was just so much fun to just make it like a like a fun experience with everyone, all our committee girls and everyone else who wanted to join and, and do this and just kind of roll with the ball. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I would think that'd be the hardest part. I mean, I have a nonprofit and, and it the asking can sometimes be so hard, <laughs> um, especially if you're not used to it, right? Like it takes, it takes a, you know, and I, I'm sure you guys aren't all used to it. So this is a new thing. And like you said, the butterflies in your stomach. And um, so I did want to ask that, like, what was your favorite thing? Um, and Rainy, if you have another favorite thing, I don't know, but if, if you guys, what's your, what was your, just, do you guys have a special moment um, that throughout this whole process that really stands out above everything else? Marina, do you have something? I think my favorite, um, I think my favorite aspect of about this whole thing was, um, you know, as soon as we landed in Hilo yesterday, we Kona, huh? Oh, Kona, Kona. Oh. As, as soon as we landed in Kona um, yesterday, we delivered, um, we delivered the. Um, stocking stuffer boxes they were all wrapped and everything and we loaded it in the car and um, her name was Trudy Trudy a part of she was um, she's a member of Project Hawaii and her face was just like oh my gosh she was so thankful and she was like she's like thank you so much and I I think she was like she was super moved and like she was really emotional about it and she was just she was just so thankful and I think that was like gave me like my moment I was like oh my god this is why we did it you know and, and I like would love to see like the reaction from the um from the teens and tweens of Project Hawaii also I'm I kind of like I'm like unconsciously like like somewhere somewhere in he somewhere in the big island the kids are opening it up and they're like smiling and you know it's just nice to know that oh it's crazy, you know, like you start, you start one thing, you just don't know where it's going to go, right? And who knows where this is going to go from here. Uh, Nobi, how about you? Like, do you have a, do you have a moment that stands out? Gosh, there's so many moments. Um, I would like to put a big shout out, um, you know, of course, for the committee. Um, what we actually to make it, because you had mentioned, Kendra, that, you know, and I'm kind of that way too. It's hard for me to go in and say, hey, can you give me a handout? Um, so what I kind of did is, um, you know, when the committee met via Zoom, you know, people would say, oh, I want to help. I want to help. Well, OK, what are you comfortable doing? What is your talent in utilizing that talent so they feel comfortable and they, they're able to blossom? And I think that giving them those that key or that opportunity, I think that's what made everything just explode in a way um so you know rainy and marina they were you know the go-getters all right go get them um and then we had anna who was kind of like i'm not too comfortable doing that and so she did a lot of the writing for us um heather was you know she's training and working on her check ride um so i was kind of like okay well you stay at home pull out your ipad get out you know all the businesses that are on lagoon drive that are associated with aviation and you just write donation letters to each and every one of them address them and she was like I can do that like I can uh, I'm totally cool with that so 
they were able to take the ball and run with it and they were comfortable with their task. Um, and then you asked, your question was, um, when did I feel touched and what, when was I moved? Um, I was in charge of the incoming, how, you know, the, the funds in a way, um, the finances. And, um, you know, I would receive Venmo donations or I would see the Venmo donations. And there were, you know, little comments that you would read. And there's so many that just, oh gosh, it, it made me cry every night. Um, you know, we got donations from Japan, from the UK, from Canada, the mainland. Um, and it wasn't the amount that, you know, touched you in a way, it was the, the passion. Um, you know, there was a, a teenager who just moved from Hawaii to California. Um, he's starting his, his, his life, you know, he's renting an apartment, he bought a car, he's starting a new job, and he sent us $5. And to me, that just, it, it just gives you, you know, goosebumps. Um, we got an, a, a donation from uh, someone on the mainland. It was, you know, $40 from a teenager who read us, who read the article in AOPA about what we were doing and he sent his um, allowance so he could help other teenagers, you know, hopeless, um, um, excuse me, homeless teenagers. Um, so it was the heartfelt donations um, and every single one of them was heartfelt and special in so many different levels. That's where it was like, wow, we are crushing it. Um, it yeah, I, I, I can't put it in words. It was just so phenomenal to see the whole community come together. And then it goes back to, wow, these girls, you know, really knew what to focus on and what the community needed. Um, so, you know, proud for my team and so honored to have a community that's so, you know, wanting and eager to help. Um, so that was my big <laughs> carrot. <laughs> Aww. You know, one time, uh, sort of when I started get, getting into volunteering in my life, um, I was volunteering for, the, volunteering for the Make-A-Wish program. Do you guys have that there as well? Yeah. Yes. So I was volunteering for that and I was just loving it. And somebody said to me, um, you know, why do you, why do you volunteer so much? And I was like, well, it, it's, it's kind of selfish. And they're like, oh, it's yeah. not selfish. And I'm like, yeah, if you don't know yeah. that it's kind of selfish yeah. in a good way, you right. haven't experienced it because what you get mm -hmm. right from giving, right. like, and I see it in you guys, you guys all know, like you get so much from giving. It's that very therapeutic, very therapeutic. Yeah. 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 And I think because of COVID, um, we all needed to, a distraction and we all needed, we were all kind of like, everything was put into perspective. Um, yeah, 10 bucks isn't a lot, but it can change somebody's, it won't, it's not gonna change their life, but it could change um, how, they, how they see things um, and what they can take away from it. So um, you always try, I always try to find, you know, the positive, even in the most negative situations. So yeah, COVID, it, it really sucks. I mean, <laughs> there's no better yeah. way um but we can find something we can find a silver lining i think and i think these girls are the perfect example <laughs> wow. i just so, wanted to kind of add yeah. that with the mm -hmm. you know with the volunteering and everything i think there's even some studies done on that subject to show that it brings people like a purpose in life or meaningfulness so I think, you know, sometimes maybe we overlook that little detail, but like, why is it that we do certain things that why we do it? But maybe it's like for some, it brings them that meaningfulness in life that what they're doing is significant. So I think mm. that's, yeah. yeah. You know, I just want to, you know, hammer that home for people who are, are watching now or listening later on the podcast, like, like giving like we're talking here about what you guys are doing down there, but you know, that bigger picture of giving and how therapeutic is such a, such a good word to use. And like, I, I remember the first wish I gave the little girl, um, you know, if we're, if we're giving a wish, those, those kids aren't in a good place in their life. Um, and she was really sick and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I made this wish to make her, her dream better. 
and she mm-hmm. changed my life without ever knowing right. it. Like she'll never know it, but do that, that first wish I ever did ch- just changed the whole direction of my life. And, uh, and now like even being here today with you guys would not have happened if it wasn't for what she did in my life without, without even knowing it. And like, that, that's the impact of, and, and you guys did this this year, like five years from now, like the impact of this, like who knows, right? Like, you know, somebody donated a, a gift to you for that flight, Rainy. Who knows if that might, you know, have a lot to do with why you're giving today, right? And, and it, absolutely, it's, it's like just, a trickle effect, yeah. Totally. Someone touches your life, and you touch the next person's, and it just kind of follows through and yeah, keeps moving. <laughs> oh, totally. So, just to finish Perry's question, if somebody wants to donate, so if Perry wants to donate from Edmonton, um, can he donate? Uh, and where where can he donate to? And then the second part of it was, if he comes down, can he volunteer? And I'm going to second that question. If I come down, <laughs> if you need volunteers, let me know. <laughs> well, if you like for it to get crazy, there's always something. We will find something for you. Um, Rainy, Marina, and Stephanie have seen my crazy um, moments. <laughs> I can get They're pretty awesome. creative. So. <laughs> Is that a whole other podcast? <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> now I want to know. Like, oh, 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 I got an idea. I got an idea. And We're like, oh, no, like, should oh, we be God. scared? We're like, oh, my God, should we be scared or should we be, like, happy? <laughs> <laughs> No, yes. that's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> you need all kinds of people on the team. So that, oh, my gosh, that's right. Yes. Um, but yes, if you'd like to um, help us out, we would appreciate it. Um, and of course, all of this aloha will go to um, the children in need. Um, the Venmo account that we have set up, it's at fly-girls. Um, there's a black hibiscus. If you're looking for, um, you know, the, the Venmo ID, it's a black hibiscus with a little tiny plane flying out of the hibiscus. But again, it's at fly dash girls um, or you could visit um, alohachapter.org and you could learn more about what we're doing um, and I think we have a pretty good template um, and you can see um, I would put um, you know daily updates as to how much we have raised um, I think maybe about a, was it maybe three weeks ago we decided we, we, we kind of had a feeling we weren't gonna make our four thousand dollar mark we kind of went in a little small kind, as we say here, in a small kind panic mode. And are like, oh, shoot, what are we going to do? We need 4,000. And Marina's like, go, 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 go. Um, and then the crazy idea, oh, let's do Krispy Kreme. Um, so, Good. Um, but yeah, we, we've, we've met our goal. Um, there's lots of really cool ideas. There's images. Um, and I think, you know, you, utilizing social media is a really good way to, um, you know, reach out to the community. Um, so if somebody wants to do something similar like this, it's not hard at all. You just need about, you know, five people who are extremely motivated. Um, and it, it's, it can, it's, it's, it's not magic. Um, it's just determination. Yeah. And then idea. And the idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey, can you guys give me whoever wants to, can you give me a, a, a deeper snapshot of what it looks like on these outer islands? The people that you're helping, like, like, cause you know, a lot of people that are sitting where, you know, in places like me are going, it's why. <laughs> Why do they need help? It's why it's beautiful and it's sunny and it's and everything's perfect and there's 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 nothing like it's just this magical place. <laughs> so like, can you give us a, a snapshot of, of what what it's like? You you said there's there's not a lot of stores or no stores. I, I didn't quite catch that part of it. Uh, yeah, on Lanai, um, there used to be one general store on that island, um, but because of COVID, that uh, store um, has folded. So there, of course, there's no Walmart, there's no Target. So we, it's meaningless to give them gift certificates. Um, I think they have maybe one Starbucks, um, but there is little to nothing there. Um, So what they have is, you know, what a lot of them are right, you know, a lot of them are um, 
actually hunting. Um, I met one of the volunteers um, who picked up masks and school supplies. Um, I met her at the airport and she was like, you know, the general store is closed. So now we are forced to hunting and she was, you know, hunting for deer. Um, so it's, it's very, it, I don't know. I, I haven't lived there, so it's, it's hard to say, but you know, parts of Molokai, it depends on where you, you know, what part you're going to, but um, it's very basic. Um, a lot of the, I, I hear that electricity, you know, stopped for a while. Um, the barges, so we have, you know, ships that go in, you know, between uh, Oahu and Lanai and Molokai, um, those kind of came to a stop. Um, and they do whenever there's um, kind of a crisis that happens. Um, so they don't have supplies. So it's, you know, fishing, <laughs> hunting, um, and, you know, maybe, you know, farming in, in their backyard. Um, so. <clears throat> wow. The, yeah. Like there's a, there's a, there's always a price to pay. You know, the weather is beautiful. <laughs> um, but you know, for us on Oahu, um, like Hawaii is the most expensive state in America. It's one of the most expensive. So a lot of us um, are used to, you know, hustling and, you know, uh, we have two or three jobs. Um, and I think that's why the committee was so special in a way is because now, you know, we don't have work or if we do have work, we don't, we have only one job compared to, you know, the three jobs that we had prior to the, the pandemic. So we're used to hustling and getting things done. And um, it gave us an opportunity to kind of, it was, it's, we're slowing down, you know, we're forced to slow down. Um, but that made it possible in a way, I think. Yeah, I believe like it's, um, it's very common, like that a lot of people live in poverty here. Um, it's, you know, it's very, poverty stricken like uh, there's a lot of people living in like tents you know or um or like you know there's like these different um like there's a lot of people living in housing I also do live in housing like public housing um so it's honestly very common and it's um you know a lot of people live in like their cars or you know just because the like adding on to what Nobi said like the price of living here is just like it's crazy you know it's hard it's very hard to keep up with um and you know, in many situations like a lot of um parents aren't able to provide for their kids so such like you know um different different corporations like different um companies like project hawaii they um i was like uh, stephanie was adding Stephanie was kind of giving us, um, you know, um, more information about them. And they, um, they, I believe they said like um, a fact about it, there was 23,000 homeless children living in like these types of situations and like on the big island. Um, um, they also said like, you know, many of them live in tents and cars as well, you know, in, in their cars. So um, a lot of kids, you know, they don't have all the resources and, you know, living in, living in shelters and stuff is all they have, you know, so, uh, like, you know, as nobody said, like, you know, it might, it may be like, oh, nice beaches and rainbows and, you know, like, um, you know, like, it's Hawaii, everybody has, like, um, this, like, idea of Hawaii being, like, paradise, but, and, you know, if you really, um, looking between the lines, it's actually, you know, not all rainbows and like, you know, a walk in the park or how they would say. Oh. Rainy, did but you want to add anything? Oh, sorry, Nobi. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say that, that because Hawaii, you know, it's, it's a tropical um, climate, there are quite a few states that will send um, their homeless um, on a one-way ticket to Hawaii. So there is another issue that we are dealing with, and that's the reason why we have so many homeless. It's not, they're not from Hawaii. Um, they're actually <laughs> immigrating from other states. Um, the states are purchasing tickets on, you know, the air carriers and bringing the, them over here. And, you know, we're happy to help. 
Um, but honestly, it, it does put um, a, a little bit more on our shoulders. Um, and I'm, I, it, it's not a complaint, but that's the real picture. Um, so it's not anybody's choice. And I, I don't believe that you know, somebody decides, oh, guess what? I'm going to be home homeless tomorrow. It, it's not a choice that they make, um, but um, it is reality um, and it's painful. Rainy? Well, just to kind of, I guess, to s sum it all up, homelessness is an issue out here on Hawaii. But then, like Nobi said too, the hustle is real and it's the people that maybe see this, you know, see the issues that are happening around us and they know that they maybe they can make a difference and they, they're willing to do something for that cause then why not do it and so that's kind of where we came in you know yeah. with little elves yay yeah. So, yeah so to know that there are kids out there that may not even have a nice christmas it was you know heartbreaking mm -hmm. so to kind of overcome that that's mm -hmm. where kind of we put this together this idea and, and it, it went far you know it's it, we all didn't realize it but it went so far that we're all so proud, you know, for everything that we've done throughout the whole process. You know, now we're able to change a kid's life or a kid's experience of Christmas. Yeah. So. I also love that if any of them see you flying in, you know, that might that moment might be the moment that changes their life. That one day that you might meet someone and say, that, that was you in the airplane that that changed my life. I saw this airplane fly in and thought, I want to do that. You never yeah. know. You never know. What's yeah. um? What are you guys, um, Trevor? I know you have a question. I'm going to get to it right away. Um, what are you guys doing next year, or from this moment for, like, after after Christmas is over, what next? Nobody got ideas. Nobody, nobody, <laughs> why, nobody. Me, okay, we have time for about you know ten of the things in your head. No, <laughs> nobody's like, well, I had these ideas, <laughs> you know, like. Oh, sister, I don't know if we want to go there. <laughs> no, I do. Have, no, I was thinking, you know, um, what was it? Valentine's. But then I got to make sure that there's a healthy balance so I don't, you know, so kill soon. my elves. <laughs> so, um, and it, it's so great. I have a, um, a grown son and then I have a, a daughter who's in high school. They're both super sharp and they reel me back in. They're like, mom, wait a minute. Like, I think Valentine's might be a little too close. You better let everybody like rest a little bit. So um, crazy ideas to come, but I will um, check the temperature and see how, <laughs> how eager everybody is to um, get back involved. Um, next year, we have a beautiful template. Um, we know what we can um, improve on. Um, it's gonna be hard to improve on because these guys really killed it. They, they crushed it. So. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot bigger, a lot better, and a lot easier. So I'm excited. Uh, so, <laughs> so pretty much any ideas we get, you can be one of the first to know about it. <laughs> I want to come down. I want to come down yeah. and go on one of your delivering, one of you, on one of your flights and, and just experience it. Oh, my goodness. You guys are just ah, so just incredible. You guys are incredible people like just helping other people you we need more people that want to help people right mm. we just the world mm. just just keep on going and it's addictive and nobody one of the things that you're doing here which i just think is fantastic is you're giving you've created a platform now for other people to be able to to come and give and be part of it mm. you know like because mm. some people are like i don't know what i want to do i don't know what i want to do i want to do something but i don't know what i want to do and then boom something like this happens and now there's this platform that people can come mm. and go Oh, that's what I want to do. And then go and, and change your life. So, okay, right. I want to get to Trevor's question. This is a more of an aviation. Um, how big is the role of general aviation during the pandemic? He said, any Canadian twin otters operating for short takeoff and landing at smaller island strips and for the distribution of COVID supplies? When you volunteer and give, you don't need to be you don't need more to be thankful for. You just need to be more thankful. Oh, he's so nice. Um, mm. So how, like, how was your general aviation over this whole pandemic? Like you guys, did I hear this right? That none of you are actually like, nobody, you're not, you two are both students, right? Rainy and Marina. Mm -hmm. And nobody, you're not working now, right? Because of no. the pandemic. Yeah. No so 
<laughs> did, did they, what did it look like? Like how did the aviation sort of flow through this pandemic there? Uh, well, um, aviation, well, I mean, we have um, a couple of <clears throat> inner island uh, carriers, but it kind of morphed into cargo after right. the pandemic. Okay, so they, they, no more passengers, so they turned their commercial seats into like cargo planes. Um, and even for GA, um, I had to have a, a letter um, to provide to security upon arrival stating that I was volunteering. Um, and actually I did um, a mission in Hilo. Um, I called tower, I called security, you know, a day or two before, and I was like, this is my tail number. I'm coming in with, you know, donations. Da, 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 da. I gave them the whole nine yards so that they were well prepared and able to receive me with open arms. However, I get there and we were chased down by security and it was um, quite traumatic. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's, there, there were a lot of rules to abide by. You know, you cannot, the, you know, you can pass your donations through the gate, but the gate can be only open for 30 seconds at a time. So we would have a security guard there at the gate and 30 seconds we would pass all of our donations through the close it would close the security guard would open it again and again 30 seconds you had to you know and so it was intervals of 30 seconds to get your items outside of the airport but um you know we could not leave um the general aviation area um the parking area um so it, it was it was different um but you know, you, you adjust to it. Um, you, you have to adjust to it. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so Marina, what's the dream for you going forward in your career? Hmm, I guess for me, I, I was originally, um, aiming to, um, to work, to go for like commercial, to fly commercial. Um, but you know, as of right now, I'm, I was like so blessed by, um, you know, working with Nobi and closely with the, um, with the 99s, you know, I really do want to give back. Um, I really do want to give back to them. And I, you know, I, I've gotten so much support from them, like this chapter, like, from Tanya and from Nobi as well. They helped me a lot with like scholarships and um, I've made it like a goal of mine to also get involved more with like the 99s and I guess just to maybe, um, you know, play one of those roles as well, like, like Nobi and Tanya to like help others with their scholarships or, you know, or, you know, just kind of give back just because I'm, you know, I was so grateful for their support. And, you know, I, it, it kind of made me like, wow, like, you know, they're, they're not just there for their own selfish, you know, like want, wanting to get up in the aviation world. They're there to like help other women or, you know, other aviators, you know, and like along their journey, you know? So I, I do want to make it like a goal of mine to one day, like, help others in aviation as well. Oh, I know that you'll find so many opportunities to do that too in yeah. your own unique way. You will. Uh, Rainy, how about you? What's what's your dream? I've got some pretty wild dreams. That's good. <laughs> but, I mean, but for the most part right now, uh, just kind of getting back into it. And it just so happened to be that I came across, you know, these two chapters you know, just by doing some research and getting into it and look at, you know, where it has brought my life and my journey. So doing things like this and everything, it's, it's amazing. I love it. But, you know, just knowing that I'm back into the field of aviation, it's getting me all excited. You know, I'm all amped up. I'm like, all right, one step forward. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. So. Yeah, one step at a time. Uh, <laughs> Nobi, can you just tell me, uh, for those who don't know, maybe they've never heard of it before, what is the 99s? What are the 99s? Ah, so the 99s is a establishment or a foundation or an organization that Amelia Ehart and 98 other women formed um, 
approximately 90 years ago. Um, and it's a support group um, for women aviators, um, supporting them um, on so many levels through events like this. Um, when you have a check ride that maybe the outcome wasn't to, you know, your standards or whatever, however you want to say that. Um, <clears throat> helping people, you know, networking. Um, so <clears throat> it's a beautiful way to connect with other aviators. Um, it's aviation is it's it's I think it's one of the trickiest occupations or um, it's 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 very it's unforgiving in a way. Um, and the best way to cope with um, that is to find your tribe. And you need to find people that you can really connect with honestly. Um, it's because aviation is such a small community, um, you do have to be careful about what you do and what you say and how you present yourself. Um, your failures or disappointments, those you kind of have to keep in the closet. However, um, it's really important to find your tribe um, of aviators who are willing to share their disappointments. Um, and that's how you can cope because you are going to come to a hurdle and that hurdle. And I think aviators are type A. Um, we don't like to make mistakes. We're not gonna go in and say, oh, I don't care. I'll just fly and see how it goes. We're not that kind of people. So when we do, you know, um, it's like, OMG, um, it's, it's a big impact on us. And not that we have a big ego, but it's kind of hard. <laughs> We're very hard on ourselves. So, you know, finding people that you can communicate with and, you know, share, um, your honest, uh, your honesty is is how you're going to over overcome and over you know, get over those um, disappointments. Wow, thank you for sharing that. I know you know I have so much respect for the organization, the 99s, and and all the different chapters. And and now I got to learn about another chapter today in Hawaii, where I wish Maybe. I was right now. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't wait because if I ever make it there again. We're ever allowed, well, we will, we will be allowed to fly again. I'm going to look you guys up and we'll have to go for, uh, hopefully we'll be able to sit out in a patio and have a glass of wine together. Awesome. <laughs> for that. Yeah. A bottle well, of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll need it after being cooped up in our homes for, for so long. Um, especially here, we're cooped up in the, in the winter, but it's, it's even, well, some people love it. I shouldn't, I shouldn't make it sound so bad because some people absolutely love it. I'm just, I just prefer the heat <laughs> uh, you guys i can't thank you enough for coming on here and sharing about what you guys are doing and sharing about you know why it matters so much to give and and what that means to everyone individually to be able to give and how it makes our lives better and you, you guys are the perfect group to have on at, here right before christmas uh, hopefully you know people watching this the christmas spirit will be stirred a little bit more inside them and they can if they are able they might be able to look around and say how can I help my neighbor? Or how can I help someone who needs it? Whether, you know, they know that I'm helping them or not. Uh, like, like someone did in your life, Rainy. Um, so thank you guys so much for being here. And I hope this is not the last time that we meet. <laughs> thank no. you so much, Kendra. It was such a phenomenal honor to, to be, um, you know, on your show. We really appreciate everything. And, you know, it's, it's exactly what these girls need. They, they really deserve a big round of applause for they it's oh, hundreds yeah. and hundreds of hours of you know phenomenal work so um thank you thank you all yes thank, thank you. you very much for I can having see me. why you guys love Novi too like what, what a <laughs> tremendous leader you are I can awesome. tell. yeah oh okay thank you guys so much uh again my name is Kendra Kincaid I am so pleased to be able to bring you some of these stories with Elevate Aviation and our uh, webinar and podcast series airtime so you can uh, find us on podcast channels now and uh and follow us on more webinars thank you for being here and we'll um merry christmas
Merry Christmas. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.